Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf. Welcome to the simulcast today on a Monday, a Data Monday, where we review all that went on on the PGA Tour over the weekend, a big tournament down in Vegas, the Shriners Hospital for Children Open, I think is what we're calling it. So a big win for Kevin Na. That is his third win in three years, four total overall. So pretty impressive win there. But let's uh, jump right into it and we'll get started and go through the data and see what we can learn from it. Here we go. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Thanks. Welcome back. So yeah, big win on four. See, we got some problems here though, don't we? That's not what we need to see here. What in the world is going on with this? Um, let me see, we'll go back here. So thanks for joining me again here on Data Access Golf. We are uh, changing a lot of things. You can see we've got some different colored logos there. We went with the traditional green for Data Access, Access Golf, which is great. And uh, made some other changes, changes to the private Facebook page. You can find us now at Data Access Golf Private Club and just go answer a couple, three questions. Really, the, the, the Facebook group's been made to make sure that those of us who have lives and don't get to practice golf all day, every day, have a place to go hang out, talk golf, and really talk about the, the techniques and the technologies and things that we can use to get, to get better at golf and stay really proficient at golf, even though we don't get to practice for a long time. And that's kind of what Data Access Golf is built around. My name is Aaron Stewart. Most of my golf uh, knowledge has come from a gentleman by the name of Fred Shoemaker. I do consider myself to be one of his uh, biggest fans, and I've been following Fred now for over 12 years, and I've been in his mastery program for a decade. So I've learned a lot from him. I just had a really great phone call with him last week. Um, he is my mentor, my coach, and a lot of what I know about golf is from him, not to mention a grandfather that loved golf, and I grew up with him, played a little high school golf, and just played a lot of golf growing up and tried to get good at it and better at it. Anyway, so that's where we're at. My whole, uh, my whole point of having this podcast is making sure that there's one thing that's very funny about uh, Fred Shoemaker is he does not self-promote. He's one of the most brilliant minds in golf. And he just doesn't self-promote. He's written a couple books. He's got a DVD series out there that's just truly, for lack of a better word, extraordinary. And he just doesn't self-promote. But there's so much of what Fred teaches that is so much more accurate and so much more easier to implement. It's, it's so much more easy to implement that um, part of what I do is make sure that Fred Shoemaker's message gets out there. And I do it under the guise of Data Access Golf with Fred's blessing. And so you'll notice on Podcast Mondays, we always go live and we have a live video because there's a lot of data that we like to look at. But subsequently, you can find us on podcasts. The Data Access Golf podcast goes three, four times a week, just kind of depending on the topics at hand. Uh, definitely this, this time of the year where things seem to be a little bit slower and there's a lot more going on. We're not doing as much as after the first of the year, it really picks up when everybody starts playing again. We have a lot of excitement so that we, I see that happening again. We are in October and I believe it's October 15th will mark the one year anniversary of the Data Access podcast and subsequent show that we do every Monday. So thanks for joining me today. Obviously a big win for Kevin Na. 
um, big changes in his life, but he's a very interesting guy. So I wanted to jump on, as we do on Mondays, jump on the iPad. I put together a little presentation. We'll run through it, look at some of the data that hopefully is interesting and fun for everybody here that's watching, and we'll get a good idea of, of what uh, Kevin Na had to do in order to get this win. Again, fourth of his career. So let's bring up the iPad now. Cool. I'm just a little, oh. I'm just there in the corner. So that's that. That works out well. So I, I've been starting doing it this year. Um, this is pretty cool too. So the, so I've got a green screen going on with the golf course right here. And you can see that this little used to, this is, this is green. And so now it shows up with a little grass right there, which I kind of like. Looks pretty cool. Right? So actually all of this, right? Because it's green is all showing in. So whatever this photo is, is now showing up over there. It's kind of cool. It gives it kind of a natural green, you know, sort of look there. Anyway, oh, I want to go back. Let's go back there. Okay. So, okay. I've been trying to grab quotes from each of the champions so we kind of get to know them a little bit better. Uh, Kevin Na, obviously, um, we'll talk about him a little bit in his bio, but I thought this was a, a pretty funny quote here. Uh, so funny, I guess I, I decided to use, um, let me see if I can bring this up, right? I decided to use two quotes there. So there you go. That's how funny I thought this was. So Kevin Na made a lot of putts. He set a record for the amount of feet of putts he made in this particular tournament. He is the PGA Tour winner of putting. Right? He made a lot of putts. I think that it averaged out to be almost um, like if you took all the feet of putts that he made over the course of the tournament and divided by 72 holes that he played, he made like an eight-footer on every green, which... It's insane. Can you make imagine making all of your eight footers for 72 holes in a row? Because that's pretty much what Kevin Na just did if you averaged it all out. So obviously the 2020 champion of the Shriners Hospital for Children Open in Las Vegas, which is his hometown right now. That is actually where he, his wife, and his two kids live. So um, as a, somebody who lived in Las Vegas, I went to UNLV, right? There's a, there's a connection right there. Um, anyway, his quote, I should have kissed it after I won. I'll give it a kiss when I get home, referring to his putter, right? Not his wife, not his children, but his putter. He did re, he did remember to kiss his wife and kids after his big victory. So that's the quote that I found for him today. Okay. So we're going to get to learn to know Kevin a little bit. Let me move me out of my way, out of the way there. So, uh, yeah. So Kevin Na here, I think a, a very interesting guy. Um, he's one that I have found, I found very interesting for a long time. I have been to just a few, uh, PGA Tour events and I went to the fries.com open one time, which was in California, in Northern California, just outside of San Jose at Cordoval. And, um, I, I was walking around just trying to find a spot to, to, to watch the tournament and I was with my cousin. And we were just on this green and Kevin Na came up and I'm like, oh, okay, I know Kevin Na. So, you know, we've heard of him. And so we sat there and watched him. And there was this very animated guy who was just a few people away from us. So Kevin Na came in, hit his approach shot, had a pretty good look at, at birdie and missed it. And this guy that was pretty close to us went nuts. Just like, ah, couldn't believe it, freaked out. And I was like, God, dude. <laughs> Calm down, you know. Anyway, I, I happened to catch Kevin Na looking over at this guy. And then uh, he said something to him and this guy whispered him back. And then it hit me. This this is Kevin Na's dad. This is Kevin Na's dad. Oh, my word. 
And uh, so I was completely fascinated by this relationship. And so I started, so we followed Kevin off for a few holes. And his father li literally like lived and died on every one of Kevin Na's shots. And I thought to myself, Pops, you're killing this guy. Leave him alone, you know? You're putting so much pressure on this guy. I can't even imagine. I, I, I can't imagine it. I, I don't know how a father can do that to a child, frankly. And uh, so I was a little bugged. I, I wanted to drag Kevin Na's dad out, you know, behind someplace and have a talking to him because I, I just thought it was so inappropriate and so, and what a, I don't know. I just thought it was really poor parenting. I mean, it was, um, I don't know. I just had a real hard time with it. So that's sort of the personal sort of thing that I've, I've seen. I, I don't know Kevin. I've never talked to Kevin. Um, I think that he's known to be a very good guy on tour. I think Tiger Woods is a pretty good a judge of character. Like Tiger doesn't hang out with the jerks. Have you noticed that? Tiger just kind of avoids them, but he he likes the he likes the good guys, and he hangs out with the good guys. And after watching uh, Kevin Na and uh, Tiger Woods on the 17th hole at uh, at the Players Championship, the Island Hole at Sawgrass, you could see that they definitely had a good relationship. I don't know. You remember that Kevin Na hit a putt, and he's got this way about him where he takes a sort of a big step towards the hole and pulls it out of the hole as soon as it hits the bottom. And then Tiger Woods did something not quite as gracefully as Kevin Na does it, but but Tiger Woods did his impression of Kevin Na. It was very funny. They had a good laugh as they walked off. I thought to myself, you know what? Kevin Na must be a pretty good guy because Tiger Woods doesn't goof off and interact with just anybody, right? So um, I seems to be a really one of the good guys on the tour. So having his fourth win um, is amazing. And we'll talk a little bit about about this. So Kevin Na, very interesting story. His family. Um, immigrated from Korea, South Korea, and came in and lived in California. And Kevin actually was, was quite an amazing amateur player, junior player. And so much so that he decided at, at, at his, in his junior year of high school, and I can't imagine this, of turning pro and try to make it out on, the, out on tour, try to make it to the tour and go play some, some mini tours and stuff and try to make it out that way. So he did that at age 17 left and went to play. And I, I don't, I'd be interested to know if, if any of that had to do with his uh, parents kind of pushing him along. I don't know if anybody would ever say or anybody had any information on that. But after what I saw, I, that's definitely something that's crossed my mind. Um, Kevin Na is known as, not only known for just turning pro so young. I mean, it very similar to like a, um, well, like a, um, like a Kevin Durant kind of a situation. Um, where you just kind of skip everything and just go right um, to the NBA. Um, anyway, so that seems to be kind of the situation. He just sort of skipped college and went, actually didn't finish high school, and went right on to the tour. So Kevin Na is renowned for his, and it's actually one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but he, he, he proudly now and sort of jokedly um, claims the worst ever par four score on tour. Um, he recorded it. It was at the Valero Texas Open. He got in the bushes and he tried to play it out. And it just got to the point where it was beyond ridiculous. And he just kept playing and playing and playing. And his scores just skyrocketed. And he ended up taking like a, he, I guess he took a 15. But after he went back and counted it, he took a 16 on that hole. And then they had some sort of a little thing the next year where he went in with a, with a chainsaw and started cutting down some tree, trees and stuff, trying to make it better. Like that's how he played the hole. Very funny. He, um, 
I think he's got a good sense of humor and he's, he's needed one over the course of his career. So Na earned his first PGA Tour victory at, with his 211th attempt. Can you imagine that? 200, it took him 211 tournaments to get his first victory. Again, starting at a very young age and being on tour. He's been on tour for a long time, as we'll see in how many tour events he's played in. It's, it's truly incredible. So, um, a 211th attempt, and he'd been on tour for eight years after his first victory. Um, he's had some injuries to his wrist and also to his back. I thought this was a pretty interesting stat, though. But early in 2013, had a back injury. He was given a medical ex extension where he was given 18 starts to make up enough points to stay on tour. And it only took him seven to keep his card. So got in there, got it done. Once he started feeling better, played really good golf. Um, definitely, I think Kevin Na's one because he doesn't have the college experience and all that. We've got to see him progress on tour. Right, where he's had to learn how to win, how to deal with adversity, how to deal with weird swing changes, how to deal with essentially the full swing yips right in front of our eyes where he couldn't pull it back. I don't know if you remember, there was a, some tournaments where he couldn't pull it back. Even in the Las Vegas tournament, the Shriners, early on, he, he literally whiffed a ball and um, they, they didn't penalize him because they said that he wasn't, he had no intent to hit the ball. He, he just felt uncomfortable and tried to miss it. Um, but just super uncomfortable stuff. I mean, really like make your skin crawl stuff. Um, watching Kevin Na sort of grow up on tour, which has been, I mean, such a fishbowl, you know, for him. But he's, I mean, here he is, right? His fourth win. Um, let's see. He's played in 35 majors, which is incredible. I 35 majors. When you start talking about some of the other folks that have won this year, we're talking like one major, two majors. Kevin Na's played in 35 majors. He's had two top 10s in those 35 majors and eight top 25 finishes. And that's it. That's all he's had. Um, he's definitely playing better now. And it's it's interesting. I, I, I expect good things out of Kevin now. Um, let's see. He's won four times on tour now, but he's won one tournament in each of the last three years. So he's trending really, really well. And holds a new PGA Tour record. This is fascinating. Of making 588 feet of putts. Talked about a little bit earlier, 589, right? Because it's 11 inches. 559 feet of putts. An average of like an eight footer per green for 72 holes. And then he set a new tournament in strokes gained putting of 14.263. He gained on the field, right? He gained on the av average on the field. Okay, so the average person, he gained on that person 14.2 essentially 14.3 strokes on the greens. Unbelievable. Uh, again, new record for strokes, strokes game putting. So good for Kevin. We'll keep it moving here. Let's see here. I thought I did that. Okay, so what did the win do for Kevin Na? Well, his world ranking went from 40th all the way up to 24th. So pretty cool there. And his FedEx Cup ranking, he went from 48th all the way up to number two. Which is, uh-oh. We've got a power outage. Holy cow, folks. That was a bit of a power outage here at the headquarters of Data Access Golf. Good night. That wasn't very good. We sat around for an hour waiting for the power to come back on. Ish. Hour-ish. But, I mean, all our lights are off. Oh, dear. That's not right. There you go. Uh, oh, this one's off. Mercy. Hey, folks. 
Sorry about that. We were uh, we were talking about Kevin Na. We were looking at how uh, the big win, what it did for him, and changing his sort of his life. And uh, boom, somebody took us off. Uh, somebody knocked us out. So I've got all these programs still coming up. So let me get rid of these, and we'll jump back into it. I'm not going to play the intro. Let's just go right back. We don't know how long we're going to have power. So let's jump back in. We're going to bring up the iPad. I've left it exactly where it was um, when we were so rudely interrupted. But Kevin Na, by winning over the weekend, went from number 40th in the world all the way up to 24th. So top 25er, pretty cool there. And uh, FedEx Cup ranking went from 48th all the way up to second with his big win, only behind... One, I think it's Sebastian Munoz is still the only one up ahead of him there. So pretty good results there for Kevin. And looking, I'm going to get myself out of the way again here. Whoop, whoop. There we go. Okay. So looking at the FedEx Cup rankings, as we mentioned, all the way from 48th up to 2nd. And then really, let's see, we've got Brian Harmon. Boy, that doesn't really read well, does it? We've got Brian Harmon. At 10th, Harris English um, dropped to 9th. Tom Hoagie dropped to 7th. Patrick Cantley, who had a really right finish second, went from 95th all the way up to 2nd. Uh, Sungay Him is what? Dropped to 6th. Adam Hadwin dropped well, one up to 5th. Hawking Newman dropped to 4th from 3rd. Cameron Champ dropped from, yep. Yeah, Got bumped by Kevin Na, jumping all the way up there into second. So and Sebastian Munoz holds on four events and holds on to that number one ranking. As far as the changes go, John Rahm actually went over in the European Tour this week. So this helped him jump up a spot from fifth, from fourth to fifth in the world, which bumped Justin Rose down to fifth. Patrick Cantlay with his second popped up to from seventh to sixth which bumped Justin Thomas down one. You've got Bryson DeChambeau with a, a decent tournament there at, uh, in Vegas. Jumps up from 10th to 8th, which bumped Tiger down to 9th and bumped Chandler, I'm sorry, Xander Shoffley down to 10th. So that's what we're looking at there as far as the world rankings goes. Oh, my wife is texting me to make sure I'm okay. Okay, so I've changed this a little bit. Ugh, wow, that's really bad, isn't it? You know, let me do this. I'm going to get rid of myself. We're going to go back to here. And let me see if I can do this. I'm going to get subtract me, go all the way there. And I'm going to turn off. There we go. Turn off green screen. That helps out a ton. Okay. So let's take a look at this real quickly here. So this is what I like to call the consistency scale. And we look at a player's consistency rating, which essentially is just looking at their you guys don't mind, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring myself back on here, um, but I'm just not going to do the green screen. Oh, somehow or another it's working and it's not going green on here. So perfect. Okay. So um, the cool thing about a consistency scale, or what I started to use as, is you you get these players, and I think Kevin Oz is like one of the perfect examples. You hear his name a lot. He's around a lot. And yet you're not exactly sure how in the world he fits in in the world of golf. I mean, how good is this guy? And, you know, we don't know. He's been playing for a long time. I mean, he's played in 398 events 
So he's been around for quite some time, but we, where does he fit in? And so I came up with this idea of the consistency rating, which is essentially just how many cuts divided by how many events you've been in. And it gives you some kind of an idea of, of how consistent they are over the course of their career. Um, in the, in last year, I basically just showed only the winners on tour and where they fit in. But I've decided this year to kind of give us a better idea of how everybody fits in. I've, I've got the, the current top 10 on the official World Golf Rankings in the consistency scale. And then all those that have won this year on tour are all caps in bold. So that'll kind of give us an idea of where they're all fitting in. Okay, so as far as Kevin Na goes, he's been in, like I mentioned, 398 events. And he has made 272 cuts, which puts him at a 68% consistency rating. And that puts him right in that good category. And so I've got them listed as legends, 90, making 90% of your cuts or above. Tiger Woods is the only one that fits into the, that category in the top 10. Um, I, it's amazing, right? He's made, he makes nine out of 10 of the cuts. And he went on that one. I keep forgetting to look up that record. It was some number of tournaments where he didn't miss a cut. And they're saying it's, it's probably as far as, Longevity goes and consistency goes and may be the most, it may be the greatest record in all of major sports. How many cuts he made in a row. But so you've got Tiger Woods there who's ranked ninth in the world. That's within the parentheses. He's the only one that's made over 90% of his cuts in this particular top 10 list. The elite players then would include all the way down. You've got, you know, Kepka, McElroy, DJ, Rom, Rose, Cantley, and Thomas. You've got one through seven. They're in the elite status, and they make between 80 and 89% of their cuts. Uh, in the solid status, you've got Neiman and Shoffley, who's also top 10. And then a good player, Kevin Na, would be one that fits in there. He's made 68% of his cuts, and that puts him right in there with Bryson DeChambeau, who's ranked 8th in the world right now. So he fits into that category. He's trending better, as is Kevin Na is trending better in the last three years especially. And those who probably would lose their card if they had not won would be um, Sebastian Munoz and Cameron Champ. I mean, they're down below 59%. Cameron Champ, Champ, Champ is like 51%. So he's, I mean, down there, right? Making basically 50% of his cuts. And those types of individuals don't typically keep their card. But these two, Munoz and Champ, have both won on tour. So Munoz has a two-year extension, and Cameron Champ now has a three-year extension. Every time you win, and that was the second win, they add another year on to it. And so I don't know if it's because he has two years to the end in, at the end of next year, and then you add three to it. I don't know how that works, but that's um, that's where he's at. Probably should look into that a little bit. So that's how it all fits out. So Kevin Na is a good player, keeps his card year to year, and. Um, but trending, right, he just gets up one, two more percentage points in the way he's been playing. The, the problem he's got as far as the consistency rating goes is um, we probably should do some, you know, over the last five-year trend or something because he's been on tour for so long, it's going to take him quite, quite a lot of good play to change out that average, right? Because he's just got so many events and it makes it difficult to move. Where you look at a guy like... Uh, like Neiman there, who's been on the tour, you know, less than less than two years. Yeah, his consistency rating can be a lot higher because he's played in so much fewer events, so many fewer events, right? Okay. All right, let's keep moving on here. I need to move myself again, get myself out of here. There we go. Okay, so 
This is the benchmark review that we like to do every single week. Um, that is the graphic I've got up there that I put out after a tournament win. This is the one I Instagrammed out yesterday. So uh, definitely follow us on Instagram, Data Access Golf on Instagram, if you want to get that and kind of see the data before we actually talk about it. I'll send out that little graphic kind of announcing the winner and kind of some idea of where they finished with some of that, that data. Obviously, uh, Kevin Off finished first in the money and he finished first in strokes game putting, um, which we'll talk about. It's amazing. Set a record, obviously, for his strokes game putting numbers. But everything else, 316 yards um, was his average drive, which put him at 28th. Driving accuracy tied 25 at 71%. Greens and regulation tied 46 it was the putter. The putter got things done for Kevin Na this week. No question about it. So what we do here with these benchmarks is, again, Data Access Golf is all about getting better with the least amount of practice time possible and utilizing, you know, whether it's the office, whatever it is, to make sure that we stay sharp with our games, even though we don't have, you know, every day, all day to practice like some of the tour pros do. So this is how we do it. We make sure that we use these benchmarks to make sure that we are working on that part of our game that is weakest. So we can always be playing well and keeping our game in, in tour quality, right? Tour, tour quality fashion. And that's how we use these benchmarks. That's how I've set them up. Um, these benchmarks then are set up on actual T, uh, PGA Tour Pro's stats. So these benchmarks were created from the 2019 statistics. And I think they're pretty solid. They held up really well from the 2018 statistics. And so not much has changed. I think the only thing, the only one we changed drastically was probably putts per round. And that 29 was just too easy. I mean, I mean, the 30 was too easy, so we dropped it down to 29 and a half. Just to give us some challenge, you know, just a little bit there. So let's review the numbers then. So we'll review the numbers that Kevin Na had for this tournament, and we'll also review the numbers that he averaged, whoops, for 2019. Uh, so driving accuracy, we'll start right at it there, which is right here. Let me bring up my little thing here. There we go. We'll start here at driving accuracy. So Kevin Na averaged 71% of uh, fairways hit. In 2019, he averaged 64, right? 64%. Our benchmark then is this 55%. So Kevin Na in the green for both of those averaged, he hit more fairways on average than he did in 2019. That's pretty typical. Uh, so good, good on him there. Uh, greens and regulation, again, in this column here, you've got for the tournament, 75%. And then for 2019, he averaged 64%, which we can see here, 65 is our benchmark. So anytime we have a number lower than our benchmark, we want that's the part of our game that we should be working on. So in this particular case, we'd have Kemada working on his approach shots. So whatever his average club is in, and it should be an eight iron, we found out, should be an eight iron. All of us should average eight irons into the green. If we don't average eight irons into the green, then we're not playing the right tees. Um, to keep apples to apples, right? That's what we should be averaging. Our average approach shot should be an eight, eight iron. Okay, so those who average, I guess we didn't really do that, but those who averaged less than 55% fairways hit for 2019, you've got Jordan Spieth, Phil Mickelson, and Peter Uline. Those who averaged less than the 65% here in greens and regulation, Brent Snedeker, Justin Rose, top 10 in the world, and Francisco Molinari, who recently fell out of the top 10 in the world. Okay, so these are, these are the numbers. They're solid. These are good benchmark numbers to keep our game in a really good place. So Sansei's for the tournament, we've got, that's this column here, we've got 83%, which is pretty amazing, 55% of all of 2019, and 45% being our benchmark. 
those that finished less than 45%, um, Paul Casey, Keegan Bradley, and Jonathan Vegas. I always like to talk about, we had Tony Finau was in here for 2018. He worked on a sand game, got quite a bit better. So these uh, players use these benchmarks as well, maybe not quite the same way we do, but they keep an eye on their game, that's for sure. Uh, we mentioned strokes game putting. This is a new record here on the PGA Tour. He picked up 14.09 strokes on the average person in the field on the green. Woo! That is amazing. That is unbelievable, if you think about it. From four rounds over two strokes. Uh, wait, more than that. Right? I mean, what am I talking about? Um, he picked up over three strokes on the average player every single day. Unbelievable. Really a new record there on the PGA Tour, especially when we look at Kevin Na typically only picks up less than a stroke on the field uh, for a tournament um, in 2019. So his putting was truly extraordinary this week, and that's what got it done. We saw there he was, you know, 20, 28th in driving distance, 25th in average, uh, as far as average uh, driving accuracy goes, and only tied for 46 in greens and regulation which we already say is typically kind of a problem for him, right? We can see right there. So work on the greens and regulation uh, for sure, as far as his game goes. Scrambling now, right here, tournament, 72%, so very good. He averaged 59%, which is only four point higher than our benchmark. And players that average less than 55%, you're looking at Phil Mickelson, Jason Duffner, and Hunter Mahan. Obviously, Hunter Mahan is coming back from some struggles, but Justin Duffner had, I mean, Jason Duffner had a few Good tournaments. And Phil Mickelson is just, that's why I put him in here. There were some other people. But Phil Mickelson is known to be a wizard with the wedge. So it's just weird to see him in that category, below 55% for the year. Um, definitely playing better this year and this in, in the 2020 season. So we'll see how that goes for him. And then putting, our putting statistics. We only look at five-footers now. The reason we only look at five-footers is because that is how we are going to get better with our putting game is just work on five-footers. Five footers and in. If we can get 90% or higher, that takes so much pressure off the rest of our game. So that's our focus. Five footers. When we have the chance to practice a little putting, I don't care if it's 10 minutes before you go out off the first tee, spend it with five footers. 90% of it, five footers. Get it so five footers and in are nothing, right? You make nine out of 10 of them. It takes all the pressure off your sand game your scrambling game, your approach shots. If you know you've got a 10-foot circle around every pin and you can make 90% of those, the pressure comes off the rest of your game. So focus on those five-footers and in, and then maybe nine out of 10 are those five-footers, and then do a couple lag putts. It takes, it takes tons of pressure off your lag putts too. Okay, so really work on the five-footers. We can see here that um, Kevin Na is 84%, so in the green still, and 28.9 as far as putts per round. So good there. So really the only problem that we can see in Kevin Na's game is that 64% and it reared its ugly head also up here, right? When he finished um, greens and regulation, 75% tied for 46th. Okay, so we can kind of see how that works out there. Keep going, okay, the money. Now I tried to make this a little bit bigger so we can see it a little bit more. But what we do here is I just like to take the kind of the averages so we can get the insane amounts of money that these players make. Uh, for their effort. And again, not taking anything from them. If this is, you know, this is good money. And if you can get this, great. But for the shine, the uh, Shiner, the Shiner's Hospital for Children Open, they paid out 
boy, it was, I can't remember what the purse was. What was the purse? I think if we went, go back a couple, did the, do I do the purse on here? Total purse? Yeah, 7 million bucks. So right up here, total purse there. So that comes out too on Instagram. If you know what the total purse is, get on Instagram. We'll send that out to you every time. Um, so of that uh, 7 million bucks, Kevin Ott took home $1.26 million for his effort. He got around in 261 strokes, which is amazing. Um, so what does that work out to be? You've got four days of work, right, for that. So that makes $315,000 a day is what he made for his effort. We assume five-hour rounds, so that's $63,000 an hour, which is a good wage, or $4,000, almost $5,000 per stroke is what he earned for his career. This is amazing, right? For his career, Kevin Na has earned over $30 million. Okay, so we've got them in that, that's that good category, right? If we go all the way back to, let's see if I do this, how do I do this? If I get rid of this, done, and I click on here, and I go back up to, how do we do this? Boom, here. Okay, so his consistency rating, he's in the good category right? Good category over the course of his career. What does that equal? Well, that equals, let me take us back down to here and hit play. Oh, there we go. So what does that equal? Oh, well, that equals uh, $30 million. Just being good on the PGA Tour, as far as consistency goes, makes you 30 million bucks for your effort. That's decent. That's good money. If you budget right, you can live on that. So He's made 272 cuts in his career, which equates to $111,666 per cut, right? So he's made 272 cuts. He's made that, gives him the 30 million. That's how we figure that all out. So Kevin now. So some of the folks that we keep track of, and I'm gonna expand this. I need to make it bigger. This is ridiculous. So I'll make it bigger and maybe we'll look at the top 10 again and kind of get an idea of where they fit in. But Tiger Woods leads this list again. He averages $365,000 per cut. So he not only makes the cut, but he finishes very high after he makes the cut. So his average take home is $365,000, right? $250,000 more than Kevin Na's average per cut check, which is truly amazing, incredible there. So that's the money that we look at. So some, I, I thought this was kind of fun. So some of the 29 accomplishments, we, uh, I just have done, started doing that this year. So he's, I mentioned he's won three out of, he's won the last three years. So last year he won the Charles Schwab challenge. That was his victory. He earned over the course of 2019, $2.2 million for the year. And he finished 61st in the FedEx cup points. So he missed the tour championship. Um, but we'll see how he does. He's already got a victory now. So with that one victory, it's very rare to see somebody not make the um, the tour championship. So um, there was a few that won on tour and didn't quite make it. And Kevin uh, was one of those from last year. Okay. And the last thing we do here is I just wanted to bring this up before I just kind of had these listed out. We weren't doing anything with them, but just to kind of keep them. I mean, it's still, geez, I mean, the Masters is months away, right? It's six months away. So I just thought we'd use this screen instead of doing nothing with it and just having it blank. So April 9th to the 12th at Augusta National will be the Masters defending champion Tiger Woods, USPGA, TPC Harding Park there in California, Brooks Kepka defending champion there. The US Open was played at Pebble Beach, Winged Foot defending champion Gary Woodland, 
And then at the British Open, I'm sorry, folks across the pond, you can say, call it the Open if you want. But for me to just kind of keep it straight, everybody's got an Open around here. So we call yours affectionately the British Open. That's what we were raised with, not to offend, not to upset anybody. But it will always be the British Open to us because that is the only way we can keep track of it. When you call it the Open around here, we assume it's the Provo Open. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So the British Open, I'm sorry, folks. Please forgive me at Royal St. George's. And that, that will be a really cool, fun tournament there. So that's what we're looking at next year. It's going to be, it's amazing how you have a major every single month nowadays, right? Once it gets started in April, we go April, May, June, July. And then, you know, in what, March, we have the players. So it's like, boom, 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 boom. One month after another, we got big tournaments, which has kind of been fun. So all right, so that gets it done. Let me bring me back up here to the main screen. Good, that worked out great. We'll set the iPad over. So that's it for Kevin Ah. Sorry about the technical difficulties in the middle when we lost power, but really an interesting player in Kevin Ah. Um, really excited for him. He seems to have, he's one of these guys that just seems to have gotten very comfortable after having kids. And as everybody knows, for me, one of the coolest things ever is to see um, players celebrate with their families on the 18th green. I just think that's the best thing in the world. And I grin ear to ear when I see it. And Kevin now is one of those guys that started out with single when I saw him and his dad was yelling at him, single guy, married, happily married, two kids now. Very cool. Excellent stuff. Good to see him and a good victory. Um, what we can learn from Kevin Na, perseverance. I, I, you, you cannot say anything about this guy but perseverance. Um, so my parting word on Kevin Na is... He is trending in the right way. We have seen him grow up on tour. He has become the kind of player that he is on tour before our eyes, fighting through everything, coming out as a 17-year-old kid and just laying it all out there, just wide open for all of us to take a look at and watch. And getting through the, you know, I, I can't imagine what it would be to try to perform under that kind of pressure and then throw on top of that a dad yelling at you or, or, or falling apart every time you miss a putt would be very difficult. So just such an impressive guy. And to watch what he did yesterday, um, triple bogey, and then to kind of, you know, and I, I think everybody, a lot of us who watched Kevin Na go through the, the full swing yips where he couldn't even take the club back and the struggles there, the slow play. I mean, his caddy is an angel um, that they stuck together this long. But it's just been... I don't know. It's, it's cool to see somebody persevere like this to overcome so much. Um, and what I think is going on with Kevin on now, I think that the, everybody needs to sort of stand up and take notice. He's figured out a way to make big mistakes like that triple bogey and, and still not let the wheels come off. He has now done it. There's a lot of people that talk about, hey, I can handle pressure and whatever. But until you've actually handled it and uh, overcome it and done it, then that changes things. And uh, we've seen in uh, Jordan Spieth at the Masters when the wheels came off there. I don't think he's quite overcome all of that yet. The mental demons are still there. Kevin Na with the uh, full swing yips and all the trouble that he's had there to snap hook that three wood, um, double cross it, and then stand up on the next tee and pummel one down there with confidence that that was just a one-off. He has learned something about himself, something about his game that makes him very dangerous going forward, very consistent going forward. So would expect to see his consistency percentage rise and we and have him pop up out of that good area 
um, get to that good category for sure. Uh, I think that we'll we'll see that. It's going to take him a while longer. I do. I need to go do some trending there and see how he's been doing lately because I'm sure it's much better than when he came out at 17, right? And uh, not that he was on the PGA Tour then. So anyway, that is it for this Data Monday with Kevin Na at the Shriners Hospitals Children for Children Open um, in Las Vegas, where I graduated from UNLV, as did Adam Scott and uh, a variety of other folks. But uh, thanks again for joining us here on Data Access Golf. Please join us on Facebook. If you want to get into the private club, please do so. That's just the Data Access Private Club. Uh, three questions just to make sure that you are not a professional, that you are somebody that um, that wants to work on your game, that you're over 30 years old. That's essentially it. That's all we have in there. It'll be good discussion. I've put in there some Fred Shoemaker stuff, the podcast, so they're directly available there. A lot of these Data Monday things will move into there. So we'll be able to take a look at those after and we'll remove them off the regular Facebook page. And then definitely follow us on Instagram, put up a lot of different quotes and graphics and things there that I think are data-based, but, but interesting. Uh, definitely worth a follow, I think, for sure. So take a look at us on Instagram, Data Access Golf. Till next time, this is Aaron Stewart saying, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.